delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hello, Ina. How are you? I'm very good and welcome to Soul Brews with Sheba on Coffee and Soul. I'm so delighted you uh, agreed to come on the show with me. Uh, absolutely thrilled to have you here with me, Ina. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. It's a very cold day today, but the thought of coffee with you warms my heart and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Lovely. Thank you so much. And as am I. Uh, And it's it's finally happening. We've been trying to set this up for a while. I'm so delighted that we've been able to do it before the year ends. So yes. uh, Do you have your cup of coffee with you? I do indeed. All right. Great. So I will for myself. Mine as well. Yes, to life. To you, Shiva. And to you, Ina. A happy new year round the bend. I hope there is happiness to be had for all of us and a healthy 2021. And so well deserved. I hope so too. Drink to that. Yes. Cheers, Ina. Ina, I'm going to ask you to hold this cup of coffee. Uh, I will. Between your I, palms. Yeah, and I will. Just nestle it. And uh, could you just close your eyes and sit back and relax? And whenever you're ready, share with us what comes to your mind. The smell of coffee takes me back to the first time uh, that I knew what coffee was all about. Because in Bengal, I'm a Bengali, we are tea drinkers, basically. But my grandfather, Manish Ghatak, who's a very well-known poet and writer, Murshidabad, Bahrampur was my nan- nanke, my, my grandparents' home. And my grandfather would drink a cup of coffee, black coffee. And that brew, the smell, the aroma has never left me. A sense of comfort is that smell of coffee. When I hold this cup in my, in my hands, I go back to the time that I was a little girl and peeked into his cup and saw this dark black thing. I was wondering, what is it? It doesn't look like our cha, plain coffee and, and, and all of that. So briefly, the history of coffee came to me via my grandfather. And it continues to, you know, comfort. And it's, it's nice to smell this cup of coffee and remember. It's so amazing what, what, how these fragrances can take us back, isn't it, Ina? I mean, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. What, what a warm and wonderful memory. Thank you so much for sharing that. It came back. Surprisingly, I hadn't thought of it. But it suddenly, you know, it just, it just came back. For me, coffee is my dadu. How beautiful. Coffee is my dadu. How lovely is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And on that, on that, uh, on that, we can put it down whenever you want. On that note, would love to hear a little bit about your journey, life, you know, how has it been, some of the highs, your lows, some of your defining moments. Um, what's, the, what's the trajectory of your journey? We're very interested to hear about that. Well, it all began in, uh, in Calcutta and Before that, my parents were in Bombay, but we moved to Calcutta and uh, I was very fortunate in having a family of, you know, of of people who were all established, who were anti-establishment too, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, My grandfather was a very well-known poet, Manish Khatok, 
His brother is Ritik Ghatak, the very mm. well-known filmmaker. My wow. buddy Masi is Mahashweta Devi, the outstanding writer and activist. This is the kind of environment I grew up in. Sure. And uh, so you learned uh, when you were very little that uh, life was what you made it out to be, that you had to do it your own way. Sure. And there wasn't some sugar daddy who's going to be there and help you along, but you have to do it yourself. I started reading. My grandfather's library was like Aladdin's cave. And uh, <laughs> precociously, I started reading when I was very little. Mm. And I haven't stopped, as you can see. This, I you know, see the, that. All books your, are lined yes. with books. Art um, and books, right? I see yeah. a lot of art also. Yes. 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 And it, so it has been from day one. And so I started writing. I started publishing from the time I was in class uh, 11, 12, initially for a local newspaper in Calcutta, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then Junior Statesman, oh. Amrita Bazar Patrika offered me a column. I went to Bombay. I was studying uh, in Jadavpur University those, those days. I was doing right. English. Right. And uh, had the good fortune of meeting Dom Morais. Lovely. Who, okay. You know, took yeah. me on as the Calcutta correspondent for Sunday Standard Magazine, Indian Express. So that uh, was how I started writing. And I have published many books, of course. There is Manjeet Bhava's uh, memoirs. There's Pandit Shivkumar Sharma's memoirs. There are books on art, like Faces of Indian Art, which is a story with Nimai Ghosh, mm. just departed, you know, mm. covering studios of artists, mostly art books. But there have been some exceptions. I was commissioned to do a book on Calcutta's Raj Bhavan, which I so enjoyed doing because it meant exploring this grand old building. We always thought it was haunted. You know, we Bengalis are romantic people. We, <laughs> we have a lot of imagination. So and thank we used God to look, for that. <laughs> so we used to yeah. look through the gates, you know, earlier and Raj Bhavan was grand. That's where yeah. the Brits ruled from and all of that. Right. But here I was, I was now an insider. I was inside the gate Amazing. and I was inside this fabulous mansion. And yes. Mr. Viren Shah was introducing me uh, to this place, to the library, to this grand uh, ballroom that still had a chandelier. So all of that. And that was an exception. But I, I, I've been writing mostly, like I said, on art. Right. I made uh, some documentary films. The one on Manjit Baba won the national award so I got the Rajat Kamal for wow. the documentary we made on Manjit which was directed by Buddhadev Das Gupta and I mm. produced it. Mm. I've worked on Pandit Shivkumar Sharma's documentary and several other artists for, for Doordarshan and for other. Uh, what a journey it must have been. How, how was it? What was it like to, to do these documentaries? What did it do for you Ina? Well uh, it was a challenge. It was an adventure and uh, because it was not like uh, the conventional choice. I'm talking about the 80s when it, mm. when, when it, you, you know, today it's very easy when you tell people that mm. you're a curator, they understand what you're, what mm. you're saying. Mm. But in the 80s, 90s, when you said you're a curator, they really didn't know what to make of it in there India. Was, there were no, no reference points, I guess. There were no reference points. Yes. But I was very fortunate where Manjeet is concerned, his art, Mm. getting to know more about uh, his life, his story, his, his completely magical journey, the highs and the lows. 
you know, that was a huge uh, lesson. I mean, that defined the way I looked at art and I continue to look at art. Mm -hmm. It's as if that that mentor is still somewhere around saying, Isko dek, ye, don't, don't neglect that. Go back, have a look at it again. He's a young mm -hmm. person, doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. You have to look at the young and the experience with the same eye. So these are lessons of a lifetime. And I was fortunate in having such a wonderful teacher guiding me. But uh, he's, he's been long gone and my journey continues. I have brought out several other books after he's passed, some on him as well. Yes. And uh, you so, know, the, so the painting is, behind you is, it's a sketch, right? It's, a, it's Manjit Baba you were telling me about. Yes. Can you, yes. There are can two you works behind me. Yeah. There are two works. Mm -hmm. One is that of Rabin Mandal. And he's again a very important artist from mm. Bengal. Mm. He's used a script. It's it's a very very interesting collage of figures, mm -hmm. but textured with with script. And somehow, this it, it's arresting. This image mm. I bought mm. it from his retrospective okay. in Delhi some years ago. He's also passed. Mm. And yes, the other work is that of uh, Banjir Baba's. It's a very very important work, dating back to 1984 to the Sikh, Sikh riots. Mm. Manjit himself was a Sikh and yes. this was a subject very close to his heart mm. where he's talking about how a nation is actually, uh, you know, uh, throttling, strangling his own, uh, his own child and in a sense speaks about the relationship between the nation and the state, which is what happened in Punjab then, the, you know, the whole Amazing. conflict between Punjab and, 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 in, and, and our government, the central government so yes this is this dates back from that time and interestingly he used his own image and that of his son Ravi so the the older man the Sardar that you see mm. you know actually uh, trying to hurt the boy is mm. Manjit's own face and mm. the son is the prone figure oh, lying God. on you know in, in his arms so it's mm. a very very important work from his uh, it is it is like really riveting very compelling i mean you can't look away it is such a powerful piece of work so i'm so glad that i'm able to see it as i'm talking to you and i'm sure the people who will see this will also resonate with what i'm saying it's very very compelling so you know i had an exhibition of manjit's uh, which i think is one of his most important exhibitions called mapping the conscience mm. and the painting this is this is a drawing and manjit was a master Mm. draftsman he was mm. brilliant with where you know with charcoal and pencils but the the painting that he made from this was part of the of that exhibition mapping the conscience and mm. several images it was the only time that manjeet openly addressed this this hurt this anguish the feeling that that he felt that you know punjab had been violated mm. so this was an important show also in his career Wow, what a journey. I mean, I'm just imagining the forks and the turns and how much it must have enriched your life and who you are. It has. Um, so tell me more. Well, um, from there, I have been working, I have been curating uh, across the country, abroad a lot. And what is constantly uh, amazing is the fact that every day, you know, you meet new people. And for mm. me, the greatest joy is talking to young people. As it is, I love chatting with people. I love stories. I love yes. sharing yeah. my stories, listening to people. So this life 
has made it possible for me to connect, to make bridges with people, mm -hmm. to listen to people, to tell them a little bit about art. Mm -hmm. You know, because otherwise what happens sometimes, and I've seen this uh, during Manjit's exhibitions, that the people who are investing in art are oftentimes, mm -hmm. you know, they're looking at it as investors. Right. So there are these people who have made money and they've come and they want to make a quick, uh, you know, let's yeah. have this important artist on our walls. And it's a good investment. For me, art is an emotional investment. Absolutely. I bought my first piece of art soon after I was married in 1981, and mm. it was it was a Jamini Rai mm. Now, Jamini Rai, I had the good fortune of meeting when I was little, and his family was very well known to me. Yeah. So I remember with the little whatever money I had, we received as wedding gifts. I told Ravi, I said, you know what? I'm going to go and get a painting that I'd seen in his studio. And Ravi said, yeah, go ahead. He yeah. didn't know that he was encouraging the completely wrong person <laughs> because there would be many more opportunities in life where his wife would come up to him and say, Ravi, this is a wonderful idea. Can I just, but he continues to be supportive. Oh, that is phenomenal. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was my first Jamini Rai and it still yeah. hangs at home. Yeah. I have been buying paintings, whatever I make from art goes back into art. So I have this stunning collection only because i haven't sold a little a little stick or a, a you know anything it's it's all there it's the works that i picked up from shanti niketan from the nondon mela kg subramanian jogen choudhury wow all of those works Look i mean it's and each one my... means something to you right correct each one say... comes with a history lesson yes yeah. and it's it's a which story. i'm going to share with my granddaughter someday yes exactly i mean that will be that will be phenomenal that there is something about it which is which is timeless right and you're transmitting yes. that yes instead of yes. it just being something that is as you said as an investment and i think that transmission uh is what people need to perhaps feel and realize yes. that it's about yes. that you know the emotional investment what exactly. you invest is 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 you know from here from within from heart. exactly yeah and uh, so yeah you went on to this so in this journey you know, uh, what were some of your learnings, your high, you know, your, each one of us goes through a phase when there is, or we have some moments in our lives which are defining for us, which kind of take us on to the next level or to the, uh, and sometimes we don't even realize when it happens. But when, when we look back uh, in, uh, as, uh, in hindsight, we realize that, oh my God, this is what, are there any such things that you can share that you can, well, you know, people only look at the the happy moments and, and the glamour and the gloss and the glitter and the thing that it's wonderful. You know, they see me at an opening and I have always been a great champion of saris. I only wear handloom saris. Yeah. So there I am in a beautiful sari and, and, and you know, I'm with uh, important people surrounded by media and all of that. And that's what their takeaway is. Yeah. But the point is that you have to work towards that and it's mm -hmm. many many days and sleepless nights that lead to that moment mm -hmm. because to curate means uh, spending time with with the artist reading up researching mm -hmm. on him even as we speak you know there are important shows that are happening that I'm curating for the for 2021 mm -hmm. and even today I have to work equally hard to make sure that the the exhibition is at you know it's, it's of a certain stature i cannot be lazy and it cannot be lazy curation just because people know me it makes my life 
even more difficult because I have to work extra hard. I've just written on Jogin Chaudhary. He's exhibiting as we speak in a Calcutta gallery. Yeah. And it's his uh, show after, a, after some time. And there I was. I mean, I dug out letters that he had written, postcards. Mm. The advantage is also that a lot of the artists have been friends. Yes. And I've had a personal equation with them. So with Jogin Chaudhary, I remember the time. I'm talking about early 90s when I went to his artist, to the studio mm. in Shantiniketan. Yeah. And mm. I, you know, drew from there. So... What I'm trying to say is there are many defining moments in one's life. Another one being when Manjit went into a coma, we were mm. at an exhibition mm. of Chitrabhanu Mazumdars. Mm. And uh, just a month before that, Manjit was in London exhibiting his last, mm. for the last time as, as it turned out. And, uh, you know, he went into a coma. One minute we were at an exhibition, the next moment he was Mm. gasping for uh, yeah so it was it was very difficult time three years and 17 days he was in a coma and uh, it was a very difficult time but when I look back you know I I learned in the beginning it was uh, disbelief that you know, mm. one moment he's here and then he's gone just mm. like that can't mm. be mm. but you learn that life throws you these lemons and you have to carry on because mm. you have your life and your energy and and, and, and you have to carry on. And there are lots of other people who need you. Your family needs you. Other people need you. Mm. And so initially it was difficult, but from there I went on. And seriously, I feel that I've achieved so much more in the last 15 years because I did it on my own this time. I went out there after he had gone and, and I felt that I had to also prove it to him, mm. working with new artists, looking at tribal art, looking at, you know, artists in Bhopal, for instance, who had never shown before, going back to Shantiniketan, finding young people like uh, Narayan Chandra Sinha, for instance, mm. with whom yeah. I worked and did this fabulous show in Calcutta, setting up a gallery in Calcutta with Harrington Street Arts Center, mm. working with a Kolkata Center for Creativity, for whom I'm still doing interesting things. And another wonderful experience was that I, uh, because uh, our documentary had won the Rajat Kamal, mm. I was asked by the, uh, uh, you know, by people to be part of the jury for the National Film Awards. Amazing. And that was another fascinating mm. uh, experience in my life. Mm. I'm a cinema buff. I love yeah. cinema. Yeah. But for three weeks to be locked up at Siri Fort in one hall after the other, after the other, just <laughs> looking at films from Bhoj, you know, Bhojpuri films to yes. Bengali films to, you know, just name it. Uh, I still remember Dombi Vili Fast was a film that we got to watch from Bombay, Maharash, uh, Marathi film. Right. What films from Assam and from yes. various corners of the country. And another avenue opened up and I said to myself that, you know, these things one has to, you, you learn every day. I didn't know that that so much was happening seriously. Mm. But uh, so then I went on to making, you know, my own documentary films that I did on artists, worked with Jabbar Patel for Shivji's film. So, so that's how life carries on, that sometimes some moments uh, are, um, are, they make you feel like it's the end. But then there is that sunrise the next morning and you get up full of energy. And you say, no, I have to carry on. There's so much to do, you know. Yeah, and I think that that is amazing, Ina. You know, when you say that it's 
Actually, it's it's like a, a strong pause, and from that pause emerges the next thing that you have to do. And, yeah. but, it, but but you have to be ready for that, and to be able to be expansive enough to take that step. And I think that's what you demonstrate by by uh, what you've done uh, post uh, possibly such a blow to you, but the fact that how you moved on, I think that is amazing, and what an inspiration. But it's also the bad times that make you feel that you can set an example, you can, you can go ahead. And if you uh, turn away from the negativity around you, the, the meannesses around you, mm. you know, the main thing is discipline yourself and look inwards, don't look outwards for comfort because that it doesn't happen, you know. There, it, it, you have to be strong from within. During the pandemic, for instance, yeah. uh, there was this horrible, as it is, it was a very difficult time for all of us. Yeah. I was about to open Lalu Prasad Shaw's exhibition at Bikaner House, mm -hmm. like a retrospective, everything, floor plan, everything had been said, where we are mm -hmm. going to hang, which works, everything. And then the pandemic came and we had to call it off. Now, Laluda is in his middle, um, in his mid 80s. He's mm. not a young man. And mm. so we were wondering what to do, when to show, mm. no idea what's going to happen. But uh, we planned and we brought, you know, we worked on his catalog. We mm. worked on his, uh, on the show, trying to improve it even further so that when it happens mm. and you have to be optimistic, it's bound to happen. Yes. You'd be re ready for it. And the Amphan, for instance, this horrible cyclone that mm. struck lives and mm. really crippled half of Bengal, Sundarbans. Mm. I just felt that, you know, this is a time when we are sitting at home mm. and I'm in Delhi. Why don't I try and do uh, some kind of a fundraiser instead of just feeling bad and making Facebook posts about how sad things are mm. to try and make the change. So sure. what I did was I reached out to uh, Kolkata Center for Creativity and to Shalini Parsi's foundation and they came forward immediately. And we were able to raise some, you know, a huge sum of money. And I remember the moment when we donated it to Ramakrishna Mission in, in Bengal, in Kolkata, telling them that, you know, we would like yeah. for you to lead us and tell us because we don't know where to go. Yeah. It's a very little amount compared to the damage we see around, but it's a little something. Yeah. The point is, Shiva, we have to, we have to make that change happen. Mm. We can't just be sitting there in our armchairs and talking. I mean, all those bakar-bakar moments don't work for me. Yes, so true. And, you know, it's so easy to try and change the world from sitting at the armchair. You're right. And, in whichever and, way you can, yeah. yeah. Every small little thing. You know, the, during the pandemic, and as you're talking about this, it comes to my mind, a lot of artists really, really went through a very very rough time and are still not fully recovered. Is there something that you're also doing for them? Well, so constantly, that's, yeah. a, that's a constant. That's a yeah. constant. I have, um, yes, we have, um, the fundraiser was with artists and some people donated uh, works and the senior, some senior artists did. For the others, we gave them back the money. What happened from that moment was a lot of the art was being circulated. So now they have people seeking to buy more works. Exactly. So yeah. that is another avenue that has opened and I'm very happy about Oh, that, that is delightful. And, 
yeah and a lot of people you know the you know, the madhubani artists and mm. uh, so many other people actually that's just you know one sort of art that that worked and had lots of takers but the gond artists for instance several young artists who were working suddenly found that they had reached because of our resources yeah. across the world there were people from dubai calling up and various other places and they, so you know it's nice because i of course we were raising funds but even otherwise i when i work with an artist i don't take any commission or anything i work as an independent person and in fact manjeet and i had started sama and sama uh, in the in the 90s mid 90s and even then i remember we had ganesh halloy's major exhibition yeah. and it was about showing the works it was yeah. about exhibiting and not making uh, money for yourself yeah. so i think that um, that pays off you know you build up trust in people there's a and, reputation uh, that you have yeah. yes yeah. exactly exactly yeah. and i i think the authenticity shines through and i think that's yeah. and i'm continuing to work continuing to search look for new people to work with in harrington street uh, uh art center we had done this wonderful show called tribes of india mm. from across the country you know people who work with various art forms dokra scrolls potamchitra mm. various forms of, of of art and we had we had sold out so those people again uh, feel that they are doing very well because you know they reached out to people and it is not through any agent or via media Correct. or someone there was quietly making striking a deal it was direct from them to the to the collectors and to the buyers yes, so one did you also did, was there also an influence of the south in this in the south of india of course yeah. oh of course yeah, most yeah. certainly yeah yeah most certainly yeah because i had some people who told me so about the artists in south india what they were going through and it was just you know the younger ones yeah. yeah the, you know yeah. the all the heritage arts and all which are just floundering and uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely and like i always say shiba there's you know there are takers for all kinds of art okay some of us uh, know and love the work that subodh gupta is doing or mm. you know jitesh kallat and museums are collecting them and you mm. know important collectors wonderful but down the line there are people who are just starting out and they have a different taste and also a different budget let's be honest about yeah. that and 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 thereby they're seeking new kinds of art and i find that that that's that's very important to encourage people to look at yes. art yes yes absolutely and you know is there an adage you live by or you know or a metaphor for life that you have is there with all your experience your reading your working with art with films what is it that you have found is a like a guiding statement of, of your life could be a couple it's all right you know it's just that i feel that uh, i think that i have an open heart and i'm always open to experiences and that is the mantra of my life mm-hmm. that i am um, that i have this excitement within me you know i'm not jaded about art Mm. even having you know been part of this whole fraternity for some 30 over 30 years mm. art still excites me life excites me travel excites me and um, every time i'm i'm going somewhere 
on the one hand, of course, you know, you've, you've been to Mexico and you've been to uh, places, uh, you know, to the art centers across the world. You've been mm. to the Biennales, Venice mm. Biennale. And so, but also on the other hand, within the country, Kochi Biennale, mm. there's Shantiniketan and, and, you know, the artists that you see working there. There's so much to see. There's so much to do. I mean, where is the time to be gloomy and sad? <laughs> That's so true. Is there anything you feel in your life you could have done differently? I don't mean it in terms of regrets, but you know, just a reflection. Oh, you know, initially I uh, felt that maybe it would have helped if I had, if I had theoretically studied art as a student. I studied English literature Mm. and sometimes, you know, I just felt it would have been wonderful if I had studied art instead. But then I changed my mind because I think that the, the, the way I look at it, this, this openness, mm. the fact that I can, for me, art is equally, uh, you know, it's cinema, it's literature, it's, it's multidimensional. Mm. It's not just this one way of approaching it. So, so I feel maybe that is an advantage. So really no regrets as such. Yes, I Really see that. none. In fact, when you say that, I feel definitely it must have been an advantage because, I mean, the ability to uh, uh, embrace so much is also because yes. of past experience with literature. Yes, yes. I was sharing this um, story with you uh, when um, there was this case of, of a priest being brutally burnt in Orissa, mm. Mm. right, some years ago. Graham Staines, yes, Graham Staines, of course, yes. And uh, Das Gupta had used uh, this incident in one of his films, mm. and it was very, very moving. It was very powerful, and that image remained with me. Years later, I I, I showed this in an exhibition, and alongside uh, Das Gupta, we we put this on a loop, so it was playing in a loop, and alongside I had Rias Komu, I had several other contemporary artists. I had Buddha Devda, uh, I had Manu Parekh, I had Jagannath Panda. And we had this exhibition where, uh, of course, we are showing violence and we are showing what violence is doing to our society mm-hmm. in a way that is multi-pronged. Mm-hmm. Not in your face, nothing that is, uh, you know, we were not raising jhandas, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. talking about what was happening around us what we were seeing in a way that was meant to reach people. Mm. So I just think that the power of art, cinema, literature, it's, it's huge, it's immense. Mm. Picasso, of course, the Guernica painting that he made, which was and, you know, his, his statement against war, the relevance of it, I mean, it's, there's a constant debate about how much or how little art can do to change society. It is a way of expressing ourselves, and that expression is always very important. Critical expression is very important. Absolutely. And I think perhaps that is something that courage to do that comes through art. And a number of times, possibly, the courage is lacking in our everyday existences because we don't know how to do that or even to figure out how to raise our voices and to be able to find compelling mediums that do it. Uh, and being able to resonate. I think there are huge gifts that art gives us. And and thank you for highlighting that because it just makes so much sense. You know, each one of us has something unique to offer to humankind. I believe we are all part of a tapestry. 
and each thread is unique and each one each one has a unique gift to give what do you think your gift is i have a wicked sense of humor i can make people <laughs> laugh very easily that is and fabulous. i find that in the most difficult uh, you know suddenly something just is there and they, you know it just sparks it off and you just and you can't help it you just have that mad moment of laughter yeah and you make others laugh with you yeah. i think that is a big gift for me i share that today with i mean i share it with my granddaughter she's very mischievous they tell me that she's going to be a bit like you so she's she's wicked she's mischievous she's doing things and her eyes are are very very expressive <laughs> and uh, i find there it is i mean i'm already communicating with her that you know little girl we are going to be wicked one day we'll go travel we'll see the world but we'll do it our way that is that is that is phenomenal is there something you'd like to you'd like to this this uh, this amazing little after all this what we've spoken about the the beauty of art and everything bringing this up is is so the sense of humor that what you talk about how do you what would you say to people who are either younger artists or struggling or just wanting to get on with life or a younger ina what what's what's the kind of message you would like to give to a younger ina i would say that uh, don't be i'm i'm impatient i would tell the younger ina don't be impatient because you have a glorious life ahead of you it doesn't look glorious now there are lots of pitfalls there's going to be a lot of difficulties but hang in there don't lose hope because uh, alongside things that i've shared with you there have been very difficult moments in my personal life uh, my parents separated when i was just 12 we my brother and i went through some difficult moments in our childhood i lost my brother he uh, he decided to take his life so yeah i mean i mean there have been some incredibly sad times and those sad times you know they they don't go away they remain with you yet the ability to laugh and to face each day with positivity that is so inspiring you know not for a minute did i think that there would not have been some because because of what you represent and the depth and the range uh, it cannot happen unless and until there have been some huge experiences in one's life and the fact that you say say them and share them with us i am very honored but also the way that you wear it you wear it lightly and that is that is amazing yeah not to make a case of it but imagine i mean in those days i'm talking about the late 60s it wasn't easy it wasn't easy when people pointed you out in school and said mean things and all of that so it wasn't easy but it's okay you get the good and the bad in life and uh, no complaints as long as you you contribute to life i think that's very important through the pandemic i have been working every day yeah. including on a very on a very interesting project which i'd like to share with you please yes i was uh, i have been planning some there are some exhibitions that i'm going to be curating next year so i'm working towards that like i said i did uh, jogen chaudhary's mm. catalog recently mm. lalu prasad shows so alongside that i just thought that you know people are sometimes sitting at home and it's 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 somewhat depressing so i asked some senior artists to contribute some uh, drawings outlines of drawings and i put mm. it together in a book called magic of coloring so this is for the kolkata center for creativity and the book is it's actually very interesting because it encourages uh, the young adult the adult or the child to fill in the outlines with color 
but these are not just casual apples and pears and cheese. These well, are it, actual drawings of senior artists. There's Vaikuntam. Tell me, how do I get artist. this? I will pick this up. This is some <laughs> this some magic of coloring because that magic is important. That moment of magic is so important, and I believe the response has been has been phenomenal. So I, I feel I feel very pleased about that. What an idea! What an idea! <laughs> and then to execute it. Is there mm -hmm. anything you'd, else you'd like to say? And before that, before I ask the closing question, is there, what kind of, what kind of value do these kind of conversations bring for you, Ina? That... Shiba, I, I don't have that many conversations. I mean, basically, I've just done a book on Nimai Ghosh and Parish Maiti called Portrait of an Artist. So I was doing some uh, conversations uh, promoting that book with Jaipur Lit Fest and Kolkata Lit Fest. So that was with, uh, with some purpose because Nimai Ghosh has passed away and it was almost like he was speaking on his behalf. But this kind of a personal conversation, this is the first time. I don't normally, uh, you know, uh, A, of course, one is busy. There's just so much happening and Really, there are very few people with whom one can have a conversation like this. And it's because of you, and I respect and admire the person you are. And, and, and that is why I was very much looking forward to this conversation. I've spoken about things that I would never do in a public space. It was because you drew me out and I have a lot of respect for you personally. I am so privileged and so honored. I honestly, that's my, my goosebump moment. <laughs> Ina, is there anything else you'd like to say to the people who are listening? Any message? Because you never know who you could impact, Ina, particularly with the kind of things you're talking about. Uh, just, just to say that, uh, of course, life is uh, difficult. The pandemic is not going away and we have to really, uh, we have to be patient. We have to think positively. It's very difficult. We are losing friends, relatives. It's a very hard time. Especially now, because every day, every moment, we, we feel that we are getting tested. But just to hang in there and to be kind, to be kind to animals, to be kind to people who are lesser privileged. If you have an extra blanket at home, it's a very, very cold winter. Go out and give it to, to someone who needs it more than you. There are wonderful foundations outside our little cozy homes. They are doing wonderful work with uh, lesser privileged people. Don't do it and take a selfie with them. Just go give it and walk away. Just do that. Go and you know help people who look after stray animals, animals who've been abandoned. There are so many creatures you know out there who, who really need our kindness, who need our compassion. Go out and do your bit. Thank you so much, Ina. And um, on that note, I know you have a lot to do. I know you're very busy. And I really appreciate you having taken the time out to spend this time with me on over a soul brew. I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. And thank you so much once again, Ina, for spending this time with me. Thank you, Shiba. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a joy. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiba. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>